a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lelons Berry. Uh, we are now into the final half hour of today's episode, and I'm going to share with you in a moment a conversation that I had early this morning with Gary Herbert, with citizen Gary Herbert. I, I know uh, that former governors carry with them forever the honorific of uh, governor, and I will forever refer to him as such. But uh, on today, uh, the great distinction in his life is that it is the first full day uh, that he, uh, in the last decade plus, is not the governor of the great state of Utah. And it is also the first day of his life in the past three decades plus that he's not an elected official. I have in my career thus far, and I'm still a young man, I hope to have a few more years of career ahead of me, I have uh, over the past 11 and a half years that Gary Herbert has served as governor, I have been you know, in a capacity to, to follow his progress. I was a producer years ago at another news station here in town working with my father. And then I went off to Washington, D.C. as a congressional aide for Congressman Rob Bishop in that capacity. I, uh, you know, had great occasion to follow the movements and the decisions made by the governor. When I was Doug Wright's producer, it was my job uh, almost daily to reach out to the governor's office and see uh, what he was up to and oftentimes arrange conversations between him and uh, the great Doug Wright. I have come to know the man and I have come to recognize in his voice when when there is great anxiety uh, over him or when there is great joy or when there is something that upsets him. Well, I heard a tone in his voice uh, this morning that I had never before heard, and it was uh, the voice of a man who had uh, accomplished a, a great task and was now resting uh, from uh, those duties. First thing I asked the governor this morning during our uh, conversation uh, was, as citizen Gary Herbert, what's the first thing on the agenda? So I, I like to golf, and uh, I don't get to do too much of it, at least have not in the past. But I've got uh, some friends of ours down here, and so we're going to go out and go golfing. I went yesterday afternoon with golfing with former Governor Mike Levitt, and he's an avid golfer, and as am I, and so we had a great late afternoon, and I'm going to that's much fun. I'm going to do it again today. His relationship with former governor, specifically Governor Levitt, was something I wanted to ask about. And I asked uh, if he had, uh, from Governor Levitt, received any advice about transitioning out of office back into private life. You know, I've talked to Governor Levitt uh, about transitioning, and, and we actually spent a round of golf here a couple of months ago up in Salt Lake. Uh, and... Um, and talked about, you know, life after being governor and uh, what are some of the challenges. And uh, 
things to do. Um, so we've had that conversation. I'm going to have another conversation with him probably in the next week or two. But, um, uh, you know, there's only three of us former governors, uh, Governor Huntsman, myself, and Governor Levitt. So it's a small group of people. I have the greatest admiration for all of them. I then asked, as he made mention of that future meeting with uh, Governor Levitt, what did he hope to learn from the former governor? You know, I, I kind of go with an open mind. <clears throat> I was on the phone not too long ago with my good friend Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, and uh, we were talking about it. And he says, oh, God, it's just so good to be a, a past governor. <laughs> uh, I think the essence is that uh, there is life after being governor and things you can do and ways you can serve and do things which are fulfilling. Uh, and so you don't have to think, well, my life is over now that I'm not governor anymore. I think it's kind of a, the general message I hear from all my friends that were uh, former governors now around the country. This again, to catch you up, if you're just joining us now, are excerpts of a conversation I had early this morning with former Governor Gary Herbert, now citizen Gary Herbert. This the first full day in over 11 years that he has uh, not been the governor and the first full day in over 30 years that he has not held elected office. The natural question is, what comes next? I'm really excited about the, uh, the Utah Valley University's invited me to come down and start the Gary Herbert Institute for Public Policy. And we'll be doing some things down there uh, starting Monday. But we're going to try to create an opportunity for our young people at Utah Valley University. On that same topic, he continued to say. We're working with the political science department there so that they understand what really has made America great. Uh, I want to make sure that there's at least an equal balance of conservative thought because we know, at least in our universities, tend to be a little more left-leaning. And so I think we want to bring a, a balance to that discussion so our young people can understand more clearly uh, the history and the economy of America. So that will be an interesting opportunity for me, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that will develop into. And so with the establishment of this institute and its association with Utah Valley University, I asked, uh, Governor, will you, be, will you be teaching classes? Yes, uh, there's talk about me actually being a, an adjunct professor down there. I taught down there for seven years before and uh, in the business school and, and even had the largest evening class at the time. And uh, so I, I enjoyed teaching. And, you know, I have now 30 years and six months of experience as an elected official, 14 years as a county commissioner, uh, you know, four and a half years as lieutenant governor, 11 and a half years as governor. I've been the head of the Western Governors Association. I've been head of the National Governors Association. I've been the chair of the Council of State Governments. Um, so I've had a lot of opportunity to have experience that probably there's some nuggets of wisdom in there somewhere that we can share with our young people. I look forward to that. And if I have an opportunity, if he's uh, an adjunct professor teaching a class, I may look for uh, an opportunity to to audit a class or two and see uh, what he has to share. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, our conversation continued. I asked Gary Herbert, former governor Gary Herbert, now citizen Herbert, I asked him, uh, specifically about the next generation of elected officials. If there are those young people uh, either listening or uh, turning to you for advice, 
what would you give them? What would you tell them as they consider whether or not the next step of their life is moving towards public service or public office? You'll be fascinated by what he has to say. I'll share that with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I hadn't heard that about President Carter. I was unaware that he would not be attending the inauguration. You sure hope it's not for any you know health reasons that he's battling. If it's a an act of prudence, you know, avoiding the large crowds, I, crowds, I absolutely understand that. Uh, wish him well, regardless. He uh, and the former first lady. Uh, anyway, I want to continue sharing with you a conversation that I had uh, early this morning with uh, former Governor Gary Herbert. It was uh, the first occasion I've had to speak to him since leaving office. Since now, Governor Spencer Cox was sworn in in Southern Utah just yesterday along with Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, who joined us on the program earlier today. And uh, it, was, it was a wonderful conversation. Uh, we learned a lot, uh, and I think we got something of a blueprint for how she will uh, operate in that role and what her relationship will be with, the, uh, with Governor Cox and, uh, and, and much more than that. So do me a favor. If you haven't already, Download the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services. The reason I ask you to download that is uh, once you have it there on your phone, your iPhone, or your Android, or wherever, uh, you can access archived segments of the program, podcasted episodes, and you can go back and listen to my conversation with Lieutenant Governor Henderson. Uh, we talk a little bit about uh, her past in particular, her efforts at uh, finding a seat in the United States House of Representatives. When Congressman Chaffetz announced his departure from Congress, uh, she, you may have forgotten this, but she attempted to to replace him. And in the, the dual path process available to candidates here in Utah, she opted not to pursue signatures, uh, rather relying solely on the the convention, and because she well, failed to receive the sufficient number of uh, votes there from delegates, uh, that instead going to Chris Herod, uh, she was not ultimately on the primary ballot, which sent uh, John Curtis to the general election and ultimately to Washington, D.C. as uh, a member of Congress. I asked her if she had any regrets, because different decisions made in those days of 2017 could mean very different things. If she goes the signature route, who knows? Maybe it's a, a Congresswoman Henderson that uh, we are talking to about this interesting decision to be made tomorrow. As the question is raised whether or not to certify the Electoral College. Anyway, uh, fascinating conversation. Check it out. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, though, I want to return to the conversation I had this morning uh, again with Gary Herbert, former governor. Gary Herbert. Uh, the, the rules of honorifics dictate, though, that he will forever retain that title of governor. So that's how we'll refer to him, Governor Gary Herbert, uh, this morning for the first time in over 30 years as uh, someone not holding public office. A fascinating day for him, and I could hear it uh, in, in his voice uh, to a certain degree. It's tough to explain exactly, but, uh, but I could hear uh, that there was a difference in his voice, you could hear uh, that the the burden that he'd shouldered, and regardless of politics, I'm not interested in how you feel about how he did or didn't do or uh, any of the decisions that he made. Uh, but he did bear the responsibility of uh, leading this state as its chief executive, so to speak. And well, I could hear in his voice that uh, 
that he was no longer bearing the burden of that responsibility. I asked him, as he potentially will be teaching classes uh, at Utah University or maybe elsewhere, uh, I asked him about what advice he might give to young people, specifically young people who at this stage in their lives are attempting to ascertain and decide where they might head, on which path they might place themselves, and if that path may lead to a life in public office, elected office. Here's how he responded. You've got to have good people step up, whether that's at the mayor, city council level, county commission level, state legislature. Those are very important elected offices that we need to have good people step up and, and, and do. Um, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we over-genuflect to governor, uh, to congressmen, to senators, when the, where the rubber really meets the road is at that localist of levels where your services really are given to the people. That is a, an important and a valuable point. And if you look at some of those who occupy the offices of congressman and now governor and lieutenant governor and elsewhere, you will see a, a relatively long track record of holding, uh, you know, lesser public offices. You know what? I, I take that word back. I, I shouldn't use the word lesser because they're not lesser. The constituencies may be smaller, but arguably the offices that are closest to the people are all the more important, not lesser by any means. The suggestion coming from uh, Governor Gary Herbert this morning as we spoke on his first day as a private citizen again after 30-some-odd years uh, was to consider local office, very local office. On the topic of what advice he might give young people considering a life in public service, he continued to say, I would encourage everybody, and again, part of our teaching in, in universities is what we plan to do with the Herbert Institute is talk about civic engagement, responsibility that we all have as citizens to be informed voters at the very basic level. But how can you get involved and help others run for office or you run for office yourself or or help with certain issues in your city that need, maybe it's the road bond, maybe it's something on beautification the city. Uh, there's a lot of areas of need out there, and we just need to look around and say, well, here's an area where I can bring some help, the expertise maybe, and certainly involved in good causes. And uh, there's plenty of good causes out there to be involved with, with a, an approach of being inclusive rather than exclusive. So that that's some of the counsel I'd give to our young people. Outstanding. Later on in the conversation, he talked about how as a as, as an office holder, as someone in public office, that the nature of that responsibility and that station in life, it puts a target on your back. In fact, if you remember earlier, just after one o'clock, as we were speaking with Deidre Henderson, now lieutenant governor of the state of Utah, she talked about that as well. We talked about how you uh, prepare your children for that, should you be uh, a parent, in particular of young, or especially young children, if you are in uh, public office. There are comment sections on stories that can get pretty crude sometimes, and social media, as protected by Section 230, can be a place where anything goes. And so uh, it is true that uh, being in public office certainly does put a target on your back. I said uh, to uh, Governor Herbert this morning, you woke up this morning uh, free of that. And I asked how it felt. You know, it's just starting to sink in. 
Uh, I've lived uh, for the last nearly 12 years with a security detail, <laughs> and I check in with them every morning and uh, what the schedule for the day is, and, and uh, that's going to be noticeably gone. And um, you know, living with somebody 24/7 that's not a member of your family is a unique situation. My security detail is very wonderfully professional and just really tremendously talented group of uh, guys, and they became almost like family to us, and we're going to miss them because we were with them every day. I wish I had more time in the program today. The governor went on to say many more things that I would love to share with you in particular about the excitement he feels to be able to spend more time with his family and more uh, more regularly continue a family tradition of getting together for Sunday dinner. He advised others uh, to do exactly the same. And lastly, uh, a more lighthearted observation from the former governor. Uh, governor Herbert told me that one of the biggest adjustments he is now going to have to make is after 11 and a half years, he no longer enjoying Utah Highway Patrol protection will have to drive himself around. <laughs> uh, it says that most of the practice he's gotten driving over the past little while has been in a golf cart. Uh, <laughs> piloting an automobile is going to be uh, a newly learned skill for him after uh, a decade of enjoying the service of Utah Highway Patrol, bringing him uh, to and fro. All right, that's going to do it for today's program. Uh, tomorrow, man, oh, man, we are going to cover all kinds of ground tomorrow because tonight, Tonight, we will likely learn the fate of the United States Senate. Will it be controlled by Republicans or Democrats on the horizon? We don't yet know. It all rests on a decision to be made in Georgia. Those votes, that election, those runoff uh, decisions being made by Georgians right now certainly will be covered for the rest of today and tomorrow as it is so incredibly crucial. Also tomorrow, the big vote to certify the election of Joe Biden. We'll cover it tomorrow on Live Mike. Now time for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.